What if healing cancer didn't have to be so overwhelming and confusing? What if you could access a higher level of consciousness to accelerate healing? And what if you had a clear roadmap to follow, a path to lead you out of the fear and uncertainty? Hi, I'm Dr. Katie Deming. As an oncologist who's cared for thousands of patients, let me guide you safely through the fog. My Six Pillars of Healing Cancer workshop series is now available, and it's not too late to join. Choose from a range of powerful workshops, each designed to support your healing journey, covering nutrition, emotional well-being, hydration, physical practices, the mind-body connection, and spirituality. Select only the workshops that align with you, or for a limited time, buy the entire bundle and enjoy significant savings. Don't miss this proven holistic roadmap to clarity and deep inner calm to support your healing process. Check the link in this episode's description to learn more and sign up today. Remember, you've got this. You're listening to the Born to Heal podcast with Dr. Katie Deming. On today's episode, we are talking about fighting language or battle language in cancer. And I just want to warn you that this episode is going to be very different than anything you hear when most people talk about cancer. And it's likely going to really challenge what is supported and really everywhere in the cancer world. And so what I'm going to explore is the idea of, is battle language really helpful in cancer? Or are we doing more harm by using fighting analogies in the treatment of cancer? So stay tuned. Today's episode, I'm just going to warn you up front, is going to really challenge most of what you've ever heard about cancer, both in the media and in personal stories of what people describe in their experience with cancer. And as you have probably seen, so many people talk about cancer as this battle and this fight. And, you know, I think this kind of warrior mentality for someone who is dealing with cancer on some level makes sense to people of this is a way to engage in taking back their health. But I'm going to propose a counter argument to this idea. And it's okay if you don't agree with this. If you are dealing with cancer and you have really used this metaphor of a battle, I want you just to listen and think about it. Is there something in what I say today that you can take that can help you in your experience? And it's okay if you disagree with me, and it's okay if you have a different perspective. The whole purpose of this podcast is really to share what I've learned over now 20 years of taking care of cancer patients and what I think are helpful approaches to 
dealing with illness and also healing. So what I want to start with is really asking you what happens when you think about fighting cancer as a battle. And there are a few things that come up. I think people use this metaphor to like motivate themselves and and really engage them in this experience of managing cancer. But what really happens psychologically when you use this metaphor? And so the first question that comes up that I think about is who are you fighting? The cancer is in your body. It's normal cells that have mutated, that are now growing out of control, but it's you. You are battling you. And when you use this metaphor of fighting, you're fighting against yourself. And what that does unconsciously is creates doubt around your body. And you may not even realize this. This is subconsciously occurring. And I see it with my patients. They start to doubt their body's function. Like, why did my body do this? My body is not functioning correctly. And they start to doubt And then they're thinking, you know, this idea that I need to attack this part of myself that is now, you know, growing uncontrolled and that I can't trust my body to do the right thing, right? And then on top of that, we're doing treatments in Western medicine that are, in effect, honestly poisoning us. And I say that with respect, because obviously I'm a traditional practitioner. I practice radiation oncology. And of course, the treatments are preferentially killing the cancer cells over normal cells. But we are using kind of this method of attacking the cancer cells, but also having this introduction of something that is poisonous to your system. And so the culmination of these things where you're imagining fighting yourself You're then decreasing the trust in yourself and your body's own ability to heal, and then giving control to external forces like chemotherapy and radiation to deal with the cancer. And what this does is it erodes your trust in yourself to be healing yourself. I think this is an important point to just recognize. I am not saying anything in this about not doing Western medicine or anything. I'm just want you to think about that the combination of these things actually cause you to doubt yourself and have uncertainty around your ability to heal. And this is important when we're healing, much of what we are able to accomplish has to do with what we believe is possible. And so when we're 
taking on this idea that we're fighting ourselves and that our own body is not able to do what it's supposed to do and heal, we start to have kind of an erosion of that foundation. Okay, so that's the first thing. The first question that I want to ask is like, who are you fighting? And what does that do when you're really fighting yourself? The second thing is, what are the physiologic effects of choosing a battle metaphor? Right? When you're using a battle metaphor, you're talking about fighting, right? And so getting into that mentality is putting you in a fight or flight response. And what happens in your body physiologically after the amygdala sends a distress signal, your hypothalamus activates the sympathetic nervous system. The sympathetic nervous system is the flight or fight response. And what the sympathetic nervous system does is they send signals to the autonomic nerves of your adrenal glands. And your adrenal glands then pump out adrenaline into the bloodstream. Okay, or epinephrine is the other name for that. And so basically, you're pumping out in the like very, you know, acute or beginning phases of fright or flight, you are pumping out adrenaline into the bloodstream. But then over time, if you stay in a sustained fight or flight response, you basically are going into chronic stress. So when you feel constantly under attack, the fight or flight reaction stays turned on and the long-term activation of the stress response system and creates an overexposure of cortisol. So basically, when you're in sustained fight or flight, your body starts secreting cortisol and then other stress hormones that basically cortisol starts to disrupt the normal function of your body or homeostasis. So our body is in a constant state of making sure all of its organs and all of its cells are functioning in complete harmony. And when you are in a chronic fight or flight state, basically you have cortisol and other stress hormones that are being secreted into your body that disrupt those functions. And as you can imagine, Optimal healing doesn't occur when you're in a constant state of stress and having cortisol secreted in your body. And so this is another reason why I have concerns over using this sustained metaphor of being in a battle constantly on and in this fighting mode is because it creates an environment of hormones in your body that is not supportive to healing. And then the last thing that I want to ask is what does this battle metaphor do to fear? And we talked about in episode one that fear is a really big challenge in healing. And and frankly, I think it is one of the most important things to reduce in order to get your body into a state of peace and love that supports healing. And 
what I see in my practice is that using this idea of a fight raises fear because all of a sudden there's an enemy all the time and you're always looking out for when is it going to come back? When is it going to pop up? Is it going to go away? Am I, you know, strong enough? Is this going to work? And you're constantly on guard. And so it increases fear and keeps you in this constant state of vigilance. So, and even years after treatment is finished, my patients will tell me about the anxiety that they have waiting for scans to come back. And, you know, even there's a name for that, scanxiety. Patients are so anxious about waiting for scans or, you know, tumor markers to evaluate for recurrence of their cancer. And so using this battle metaphor always makes you feel like there's this enemy that you constantly have to be vigilant for looking whether it's coming back into the horizon. So the way that I think about this is that battle language may be harmful. And and I don't think we have enough research on this topic to say that that's the case, but I can see the psychological uh, effects of this metaphor on my patients every day. And then knowing kind of this, you know, the physiologic effects of long-term stressors on the body. And then also the idea that your body is not serving you. This to me is something that I think we should question. And I'm going to do another episode on the term survivor because that also is a, piece of language that I think should be questioned. And actually, I collaborated um, with some researchers to do a research study on that topic, and I'll present that on another episode. But I think this idea of being in a battle may be inhibiting our ability to help our body heal. And so I was talking to one of my patients yesterday, and I proposed the idea to her of instead of fighting the cancer, of loving it. And I had already taught her the self-love exercise, which I taught earlier on this podcast. And if you haven't listened to that episode on self-love, I encourage you to go back and listen to that and do that exercise. And that exercise is about loving every part of your body for the way that it's serving and supporting you. But I told my patient yesterday that I wanted her to add the cancer into the love and like really loving and accepting it and surrounding it with this love and acceptance of allowing it to be there. And I got that idea actually from Anita Murjani, who is the author of Dying to Be Me. And one of the things that she said in her book, and she is someone who had a spontaneous remission of lymphoma. She actually had a near-death experience where she was dying of the lymphoma. And then after the near-death experience had a spontaneous remission. 
But she said, when I realized that I didn't need to heal, there was no need to heal was when I was healed. And she describes this just acceptance of her body and love for it all. And how when she entered into this state of just full acceptance that she was healed exactly as she was, that's when she was truly healed. And so I really think that there's something to the idea of using love. You know, love is the highest vibration emotion. It's the opposite of fear. That is when the best healing occurs, when people are in a state of love and peace. And I just wonder if we taught more of that, how that would impact healing. And I I believe it. I really think that dropping some of these ideas that we're fighting against ourselves and practicing more love and acceptance and decreasing stress is really a way to engage our bodies in true healing and acceptance. So I realize that this is something that most people will be like, what? What are you talking about? Because it's everywhere. You know, battle of cancer, you're a warrior, you know, fighting and the brave fight and and I've just seen the harm of this over my career. And I wanted to share that with you because I think it's important to question some of these things that we just do routinely that may not serve you. So I am so grateful for you and I appreciate listening and I cannot wait to see you on the next episode. Hey, this is Dr. Katie Deming, and thank you for listening to the Born to Heal podcast. If you've gotten value from today's episode, I'd love for you to share it with your friends and loved ones. Help me create more impact around the world. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram or Facebook and visit katiedeming.com for more information on how to work with me.